Welcome. Hello. Welcome to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf, brought to you by the Whole Food Health Coach, LLC, where we make your goals our goals, and you're never alone on your wellness journey. Experience the information, inspiration, and collaboration of our Coach in Your Corner partnership. My name is Stephanie Wolf. I'm a national board-certified health and wellness coach and proud owner of the Whole Food Health Coach, now in its ninth year and five-time winner of Best of Gwinnett Award in Endocrinology, Diabetes, and Metabolism Practices. Rachel, Sherry, and I invite you to visit WholeFoodHealthCoach.com to set up your 60-minute healthy living assessment. Our award-winning three-phase program is changing lives. WorkWell is brought to you weekly and is dedicated to your personal and professional health and wellness. I offer examples from my own life, health, marriage, family, and business. I share my research, my opinion, and my faith, bringing you what I hope to be compelling content, engaging challenges, and practical body, soul, and spirit support on your wellness journey. WorkWell comes to you from my personal desire to live long and strong with passion and purpose, die of old age, and help others to do the same. So now from living rooms to boardrooms, business via Business Radio X, you are listening to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf. Okay, let's do this. I like to start with a funny story, so here it goes. It's called The Pearly Gates. Two men waiting at the pearly gates strike up a conversation. How'd you die? The first man asked the second. I froze to death, said the second. Wow, that's awful, said the first man. How does it feel to freeze to death? Well, it's uncomfortable at first, says the second man. You get the shakes, and then you get pains in all your fingers and toes. But eventually, it's a very calm way to go. You get numb, and you kind of drift off, as if you're sleeping. How about you? How did you die? I had a heart attack, said the first man. You see, I knew my wife was cheating on me, so one day I showed up at home unexpectedly. I ran up to the bedroom, found her alone, knitting. I ran down to the basement, but no one was hiding there. I ran up to the second floor. No one was hiding there either. I ran as fast as I could to the attic, and just as I got there, I had a massive heart attack and died. The second man shakes his head. That's so ironic, he said. What do you mean? asked the first man. If only you had stopped and looked in the freezer, we'd both still be alive. <laughs> funny, not funny. Okay. Uh, if you've been listening to our podcast, then you know that each week I seek to offer you some inspiration and information and encourage you to challenge yourself. Change something, improve something, let go of something, pick up something, start something, restart something, or at least begin a healthy self-dialogue to excite and generate movement towards the healthier life you desire. So in January, we started with New Beginnings. February, all about heart health. And this month, our topic has been Marvelous Marriage Marathon Month, the month of March. So my guest host for the whole month has been or is my husband, Jack. That's right. Hi. Welcome, everybody. Hi. So fun to look across the table and see you here with us. And uh, we've been together since 1974, and that is 49 years this month. Not quite. On Actually, on Thursday, March 23rd, we'll celebrate our 49th. And if you listen live, um, you can celebrate with us. If you don't, then just listen um, to these podcasts because they live in infamy. 
So he's amazing. That's kind of what I started off with last time we were together. I'm so excited that he's here again with me today and every day as we live out life together. Welcome back, Jack. So tell me, how did you feel um, the first leg of the Marvelous Marriage Marathon month went? I loved it. Loved getting out of the starting block. Had a good run, good pace, good rhythm. Enjoyed running alongside of you. Aw, yeah. sweet. Tons of fun. Usually I'm just in the crowd when you're running your marathons and I'm cheering you on and taking your pictures, you and Chad. So um, so fun to use that marathon theme because you got all those medals and all the uh, shirts hanging in your closet and all that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. thanks for your support. Awesome. Well, I love being there for you. So as we start today, um, again, you may be picking up on the fact that I love coming up with creative ways to get my point across. So uh, hopefully when you look at the picture of today, it'll connect a little bit more as we move along. So I love coming up with cute and catchy titles and fun, memorable themes and often drawing from my love of Bible studies, Bible stories, um, music, books, movies, quotes, that kind of thing. So um, obviously, if you don't believe me, then just check the art archive page and you'll see a lot of the photos and things that go with it. But today I'm calling on lifestyles of the rich and famous for our theme. So lifestyles of a rich and famous marriage is what we're talking about today. So we are actually this whole month walking through or I should say running through my clean concepts with a bit of a different lens and um, one that is considering the healthy and happy marriage. And we started with C, uh, character, and we started simply with core values, what we live by and our core values that we've built a strong foundation under our home. And um, it's from the inside out. It's not the outside looking in if you have to um, listen to the podcast from last week. And Jack and I share these core values, pretty much the same faith, family, food, fitness, friends, fun and finance. So in our second leg of the Marvelous Marriage Marathon Month, I had to build a theme around the L, which is for lifestyle. And that word means a great deal to me because it represents how we live out what we say are our core values. And uh, I love this quote to start us off. Harold Kushner said, I agree with this quote, or I said, I agree with this quote from Harold Kushner. And it is, our souls are not hungry for fame, comfort, wealth, or power. Our souls are hungry for meaning, for the sense that we have figured out how to live life so that our lives matter. To that, uh, the world will be, I guess, so that the world will be at least a little bit different for our having passed through it. So living out our lives really as husband and wife and some of the things that we're going to share with you um, during our time together today, thus the lifestyles of a rich and famous marriage. And we are not rich in worldly possessions and we're not very famous except maybe to those who love us most <laughs> or matter most. You're to famous us. to me. <laughs> Aww, you're famous to me. So, um, but we're rich. I think where it counts. I always say that. And uh, we have so many memories and so much history together. I love that part of of our life and there's so many stories it wouldn't even fit in these five um, sessions that we're spending together so hopefully we'll do this again at some point but we are rich in faith we're rich in love we're rich in family and we're rich in history as I said uh, last week we talked about building a history and staying together through thick and thin 
And the vows we took included words like to love, honor, and cherish. And also for better or for worse, for richer or for poorer, in sickness and in health. And it usually ends with something like, so help me God, <laughs> or with God's help, right? That's right. <laughs> Amen. So, uh, and I know you've done several uh, weddings, so we'll hear about that sometime too. So let's listen, though, as Toby Mac shares his song, I Just Need You. Last night put the heavy on me Woke up and I'm feeling lonely This world got a way of showing me Some days it'll lift you up Some days it'll call you bluff Man, most of my days I ain't got enough just need you. And uh, if you were with us last week, and I'll remind you again throughout our podcast, Jesus and Jack. So uh, you can have my Jesus, but I have to keep my Jack. So um, Jack is my life. Well, thank you, baby. I appreciate that. And you are my life. And I love the fact that we continue to grow together, body, soul, and spirit, year after year after year. It's awesome. That's great. So following the analogy that we kind of started with last week, marriage is kind of like building a house and yeah. you're a builder. So I am a builder. from, you know, from the start to finish, I've watched you build schools and churches and even our own home or remodel homes or finish basements. So what do you love about building? What makes it so exciting to you? Well, you know, uh, I, I love every aspect of building and I have built uh, really, you know, from stem to stern, from small to large, uh, massive projects, schools and hospitals and things of that nature. But it's great to see a piece of raw dirt and um, that someone has a dream to develop something on that raw dirt. And they have a set of plans that they're going to go by mm. and uh, to be able to see those pieces come together uh, and to become life and become something that's not just uh, for the benefit of the building but for the benefit of all the people as well and so we're kind of like that um, mm. as well and with any good building project um, you know there's change orders that kind of come along through the way you know like all of a sudden we want to kind of do this or now we want to kind of do that so it's not just a static thing this is what mm. we're exactly going to do it ends up being that but along the way as something's being built people decide they want to add a little of this or delete a little of that so that it has everything that they really uh, really wanted and then walking away from that seeing that completed project and it just brings uh, joy to my heart I get energized when I get some those things in my hands and to see something uh, take place and I know the metaphor you, that you're using which is phenomenal same thing right um, looking at each other recognizing what we can build together mm. and uh, the dreams and it and it doesn't happen accidentally it doesn't happen just because you're putting in time any more than a hospital or anything would be built accidentally somebody had to put a plan together those people had to execute that plan they had to decide they're going to work that plan and there's cost involved yep. um, and that's the same thing for our marriage uh, we have to put a plan together 
we do that. We're probably going to talk about it later. But year after year, we look at our we look at the last year. We looked at what we wanted to accomplish, what we didn't accomplish, mm-hmm. um, what we had planned to do. We don't we don't have remorse over what we didn't get to do. We celebrate what we did get to do. But there's an actual plan that we put together. Uh, there's not a set of architectural set, uh, but it, to some degree it is. As just, far on as, paper, just on paper. Just on paper, right? We, we write it down. It's on paper. This is what we want to do this year. Uh, so we're not trying to phone it in, but it, it's not a pressure thing. It's actually mm-hmm. like anybody. If you get excited about building something, you get you know you get the paper out, and it's actually fun. So when we get to do that together every year, we've done it for years and years and years. And uh, Stephanie's a great keeper of notes and uh, paperwork, and I'm I'm not that guy at all. <laughs> so we complement each other um, on that front. But she does such a great job, kind of collating the material and if you will and i have my own little notes that sometimes that make sense only to me but we look at those things together and we celebrate what we've again what we've done but we're looking forward to the next year we'll do it we've done it year after year after year and it just it, it helps us it gives us direction well i wanted to stay with the building theme just because you are such an amazing builder and i've been blessed by what you've built mm-hmm. um certainly living in a beautiful house that you have your hand all over it so from the brick and the beautiful bench out back and uh all the work that you've done with the green egg and the kitchen outside and all those kinds of things that you, you know you did yourself we kind of bootstrapped it yeah um, together bootstrapped it I guess is the better term and um, even this morning when you said you know we were talking about all the things that are on our list of things to do and you said just a brick at a time just putting another brick in the wall that's, that's the right. way you look at it because you do look at everything that way and I, I think that's a blessing certainly um, for us both so build the house and make it a home is kind of our theme for the day um, if you want a rich and famous marriage. And like I say, we're not rich and or famous in terms of the world, but we definitely have a rich um, and somewhat famous marriage. So the first thing, and you did mention it actually early, acquire the land. So scoping out all the available property and choosing from among the many lots, if you will, that might suit your needs. And I kind of correlated that with choose a mate. And certainly you may be out in the audience and you've already done that. And hopefully um, you're listening so that you can put the work in for your own story. And um, we told you our story last time we were together. And then you mentioned also making a plan, you know, laying out a plan. Um, what do you want the home to look like? How many rooms is it going to have? How many floors? How many? How much square footage? Um, where are you going to put the kitchen and that kind of thing? And in the same way, I think it's important to lay out the plan for your home. The Bible says without a vision, the people perish. And I believe and we believe without a vision, your marriage can perish. So make goals for yourself and set standards for yourself. And I do say yourself for a reason because we do that for our marriage, but we live it out individually so that as a couple, it actually gets done in in terms of our marriage. So know where you want your marriage to go and take it there. That's right. It's not just on paper. We do make those goals and we enjoy that time, the beginning of most every year, um, just looking at our lives physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. And how do we make the adjustments like you said that need to be made so that we can take it where we want it to go that year yeah well we're still building so the building is not done you know where that where a house can get completed we're we're not completed we're still working on it adding to it 
you know, refurbishing things of, of that nature. And then the, the other thought that came to me, just for everybody's listening, it, it, you know, we, we want to inspire, but it's not about copying as much as inspiring your own creativity. If we go into every house in the Atlanta metropolitan area, even if it's in a track home area where the outside looks very similar, you walk in that house, it has its own personality, its own flavor, its own aromas that is unique to who they, who, who the, the, the family is living in that home and they've decided those things and this is these are the things that we believe in the values that we have and in much the same way we would pick out colors and put on paintings and all that kind of thing god it's wants customized. us to go ahead and 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 do that very same thing with our with our own mind and our heart and our own feelings and our thoughts and how we express those things and it makes us uniquely us and then we celebrate that Amen. So the next thing might be buying tools and supplies that you need. We talked a little bit about having supplies, you know, and the tools last time we were together, but um, what you need in order to get the job done. Um, you know, you're going to need more than just the marriage license. That's and right. <laughs> there are lots of resources out there on the market, books and podcasts like this one, uh, retreats and seminars, things that we've done. Jack mentioned last, last time we were together that we've spent thousands on those things because we feel like it's the tool that keeps us strong. It's not um, like his dad used to say, I told you I loved you when I married you, and if anything changes, I'll let you know. So, um, no, that's that's not the kind of life that we have, and uh, making those goals, needing the right tools for the right job is something that we talk about all the time. So don't succeed everywhere but in your marriage. That's right. Well, if I could interject, um, I'll never forget. I, re I can remember this moment as a, such a poignant moment for my life because uh, after we got back together, and, and if you didn't know we were apart, you can listen to last week's podcast uh, because we're together uh, because we got, we, we got uh, divorced at year seven and then got remarried eight months later. Um, but at any rate, I'll never forget. To for each other. To each other. That's correct. <laughs> to each other. First and second wife. Uh, I'll never forget uh, when we were struggling uh, after a while, after we got kind of back together, there was still you know didn't i understood um, that god wanted to do something but i didn't really really grab a hold of the idea that i you know what i really the tools i needed and um through your um encouragement uh, <laughs> inspiration inspiration uh, insistence um, <laughs> you i felt compelled <laughs> felt led of the lord <laughs> i went to this bookstore i went to this bookstore i had read gary smalley's book if only he knew that was the very first book i ever read on marriage if only he knew is out there is a home run book mm -hmm. anyhow when i went into the bookstore i uh, went up to the counter and i i was kind of stumbled around and you kind of walked into the bookstore i'm a man for, i'm a man's man too by the way i'm just a hard working you know guy um and everybody's a man's man but anyhow um i grew up kind of rough and tumble and uh, i go into the bookstore go yeah, I'm looking for books on, um, I don't know, romance and relationship. And I felt like like an idiot asking this um, person behind the counter. And I remember walking through and, and grabbing a book and looking at it. And you know what's funny is early on uh, in that reading that book, actually, um, a lot of it felt you know, um, odd to me or not natural to me. Mm. And, um, but the more, and I felt like sometimes a bit of a phony trying to put these practices into place, but you know what, if we're talking about tools, I'll guarantee you, I, I know someone who has used a hammer a lot and someone who has hardly used a hammer. <laughs> 
I can tell someone who knows how to put a level on a wall. If you put a level on the wall in a, a, a parallel Vertic- wall and you say that it's level, it's not level, it's plumb, but it ain't level. Okay, you don't know what you're, you're, you're stumbling around a little bit, but here's the deal. The more you become familiar with those tools, the more they become second nature. You know how to use them intuitively. And if that's true with the tool, it's also true with the things I read in those books. And by the way, it does not does not uh, discredit the fact that it feels awkward or unusual or whatever. At You're first, learning yeah. something new in a relationship. And uh, I've read, I don't know how many books on relationship and I continue to, you know, I love that space and love what we can do together. And you do it as you do it as well. Yes, I always say it's a love story, not a perfect story. That's right. You know, even when we watch certain movies or whatever, there's always that twist, you know, and we, we laugh about it. Here it comes, you know, like 10 minutes, you know, before the, the end, you know, everything's going to turn out great. No, yeah. And then there's all of a sudden, you know, ex-boyfriend walks in or, you know, some some kind of crazy twist in, yep. in the story. But it's a love story. It's ongoing. And, and um, you know, it's all new and exciting at first. It feels so good and everything is so new and fresh obviously if you're thinking about houses and that kind of thing it's new carpet no stains new light fixtures no cobwebs um, new appliances everything's working and in good order everything looks perfect and it doesn't seem like it's going to require much work or to maintain um, the fresh new feeling so kind of people tend to kick back and relax a little bit easy peasy but if you stay in the home long enough and soon then you're going to need some work um, done or you're going to need to work on the place it's inevitable so the fence is going to need painting or the furnace is going to need fixed and you'll need to do some dusting and some cleaning up removing stains in order to maintain the investment and we look at this as an investment don't we babe that's right absolutely i mean and, and you know um just to to, to go to go back to that Oh, I forgot what I was going to say now. I'm sorry. I'm I apologize. Sorry. That's um, okay. It was on my. It was on the top of my mind. Come back. Um, yeah, go ahead. The investment. Sorry. So maintaining the home. Yeah. You know, let's just oh. dig in a little bit to that, and maybe it'll come back to you. But um, cleaning the home regularly and taking out the garbage, take out the trash. Don't let hurts pile up like trash. I think forgiveness is kind of underrated in a relationship, and so um, take the garbage out, like pride or independence. Um, unforgiveness those things all weigh us down and and just really being more conscientious if I make trash I try to take care of the trash take it out yeah well you know and we've we've developed those skills over the years uh, through reading and through counseling and through seminars or whatever you learn you know these skills it's, it's, it's interesting to me that we, we put kids into school and even go to college and there's you get degrees and and all these fields but there's n- there's not really any classes mm. on on getting a master's degree in marriage we just assume that well I'm a man she's a woman we get along we like to make love and hey uh, this ought to just be fantastic um, and and we don't we, we we're not really as a culture we're not really thinking about well this is an education or these are things I need to learn or these are practices that I need uh, to employ and so I know you got the whole house thing going um, and you know when you think about the hard work of it if we maintain the house year after year after year which we enjoy doing uh i particularly enjoy like the physical i enjoy giving you the list yeah (laughs) but (laughs) i I enjoy it i find it actually fun uh but at any rate just keeping that upkeep there same thing relational we do those very same practices the Mm -hmm. things that we do that keep us 
moving in a relationship. You know, one of the things that I jotted down on talking about choices that we make is, you know, the spending time together, being together, um, not being together in front of the TV all the time. Um, and we, we enjoy our, our, our shows, but, you know, going out on the porch, we spend a lot of time on the front porch, maybe have some place uh, great to set out, out, out away from entertainment, out away from a phone or mm-hmm. laptop. And we would, we regularly go out on the front porch once the weather's great. And we regularly go out on the back patio and we'll sit, we'll have a glass of wine or something. We will. Uh, and we talk and we're sharing, we're talking about our lives. One of the things that, that I, that I, that we taught early on in, in marriages that we did years, uh, kind of these classes that we did was that every company has a staff meeting. You know, they have weekly staff meetings to check and see how it's going. And we encourage people to have like a marriage staff meeting. That's kind of what our porch time is. Yeah. Our porch time is we don't have an agenda, but we stay away from certain things and talk about our lives, talk about what's going on, checking in with each other. And that little small point of connection just you know consistently it's kind of like doing the small little repairs on your house you don't have to you know bring a bulldozer in um, it, it, those little things they just make all the difference in the world as far as feeling emotionally connected mentally connected uh, during during those times and it enhances our relationship it does and I appreciate it very much that you take time for that and you know usually every Friday we have a little connect yep. um, that we um, try to put on our calendar is more so because of my business and some of the things that I do. I always look to Jack for advice and counsel in that. And so, um, you know, and making the necessary repairs before someone gets hurt um, Mm. is one of the things I wrote down because when we think about our house, you know, broken steps on the front porch or, you know, something, some of those kind of things. We, we love, um, we watch Modern Family and how, um, you know, they trip up the steps, um, you know, and, and, um, Claire, well, mostly him, but, uh, anyway, it's just fun to think about, um, the things that we can do to take care of our house and, um, the ways that it would hurt someone else. And I think our home has to reflect that. So if we let, um, weak areas become weaker and, um, don't give attention to them or fix them, then, uh, and strengthen those weak areas, then they're going to be revealed in some way. There's going to be a brokenness or a hurt that comes along. And so ignoring the broken or weak places can give opportunities for those hurts and damage to occur. That's right. And you know, I've wore people out with this out with this metaphor that I use with this analogy. When I'm, if I'm talking to couples to encourage them, you know, I'll put a piece of paper on the page and I'll put something up something underneath the page like an op, like a pen or something that makes it puff up in the middle you know that it's there you can't really see it but it's there and uh, you know like put put a pen underneath it or car keys underneath a sheet of paper and where that's bulging right there uh, you know that's we all know the keys are there but uh, we're trying to avoid the keys and when you try to creep up the page where there's a little pressure well, it creates, well, pressure. Tension. So you decide, well, I better back off. I'm not going to go up there. Mm-hmm. And uh, now we're going to try to find a way around it. Or I'm going to do jumping jacks where I can jump across to the other side of the page where it's smooth and there's no opposition or there's no arguing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. If we get the keys out from underneath there. Or the problem. Or the problem. You know, the right, the issue, problem. whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. The keys are the problem. Yeah, Discuss sorry about it. that. The keys are the issue, the problem. It, you know, that happened. It just, well, we'll talk about it later. It never got talked about. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you're not dealing with it. And it just kind of mounts up and uh, you know if we just deal if we have the discipline to deal with a little repair that needs to happen to get the keys out from underneath the page um, our life is smoother is not not none of it's perfect of course but um, anyhow it's just a principle that we 
try to address in our life. I like it. Um, refreshing, you know, certain things too is next, like restoring things and repairing things. Repairing isn't as fun as refreshing and repainting. No. You know, it's always, uh, sometimes we want to paint the outside, you know, and just make everything look good. But getting to the real root of the problem and restoring and refreshing things when needed. So spending time on your marriage can be fun. It doesn't seem like work. I mean, we're talking about, you know, 49 years of work we've done on our marriage. So don't, you know, somebody goes, oh my goodness, that sounds like work. I don't even know if I want to get married if that's what it takes, you know, and that's not our, we're hoping to inspire, um, you know, not dissuade you. But um, the refreshing part, you know, is important. We're going to talk a lot about that next time. And, um, and just the refreshment of a retreat, like once a year or going to a conference once in a while, that's just not enough. No. And, um, you know, getting away on a uh, vacation or something like that for five days, it takes us like two days to wind down and, you know, another two days of thinking about, oh, great, it's time to, you know, get back to the grind. So... The other thing is the foundation, and we've kind of been trying to encourage and lay a foundation for you. Um, You know, filling the cracks of the foundation, your foundation needs to be strong or your home will not be. So um, investing the time and money um, in building a sure foundation. So for us, Jesus is the center of our relationship, and it wasn't always like that. We dabbled a little bit. Um, in those kind of things and we we don't throw that around you know like a magic formula either we really lean into our faith so it's not just you know well christianity um because we've got to live in it we've got to and you know the word is a lamp to your feet and a light to your path but if you don't turn the light on (laughs) or you don't take the lamp with you um then you're going to be you know shaky on shaky ground so that foundation is pretty much what we shared last time we were together and then the last one in the maintenance category that I thought about was use pest control <laughs> because there are a lot of pests that can eat away at a good relationship. And um, you mentioned it, Jack, controlling the little things that can multiply into big problems yeah. before they turn into major things. Minor on the minors in this case. So, you know, pay attention to those small things that mm-hmm. can really make a difference. And um, that way you don't have to waste precious time arguing about socks on the floor or you know whatever it might be these pests that can quickly infest our home and destroy healthy attitudes and sometimes stop you dead in your tracks yeah um you know just uh yeah if you look at your house the same way your physical house you know that you're you are taking care of those little things along the way and of course the metaphor this goes right back uh, to that marriage relationship and and the family relationship and the dynamics and the choices that you make to kind of enhance that we don't count on the vacation we love vacations we don't take many of them we don't count on the vacation to somehow magically make us all better Uh, it's a bonus when we get to do it Uh, but if we don't get to take a vacation where we continue to have fun and develop our relationship and and we're we're not trying to uh and we're far from perfect we still have so much more work to do we 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 recognize that we we keep it out in front of us um but you know that when those you know those little pests kind of you know creep up you know we're able to just take care of them right away versus waiting just get out the spray yeah 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 and and just (laughs) yeah move forward oh sorry 
obtain a security system because this next point that I was going to make is protecting the home because once you have it and you build it and you're maintaining it you also have to have a protection in place because um, a security system is something that we're fairly familiar with I suppose around our country Mm. Um, so not giving the enemy a chance to break in and steal from our home is something that we take very seriously. So staying alert and on the watch, you know, prepared to protect our home um, from a, you know, invader of any kind and establishing even an accountability system Mm. um, between you and your mate, um, being honest and telling each other everything. We've been pretty good about that um, over the years, just really staying clean and um, fresh in our thoughts and making sure that we're asking for each other's help and even in areas where we struggle. That's right. And then keeping the valuables in a safe place. Again, same principle of protection, right? Protecting the most valuable possessions. Obviously, our relationship is that most important possession. I mean, we can get another house, another TV, um, but we're, you know, we're not looking to um, get another mate. So um, we work long and hard on it. And um, so the, and when you do that and you have that protection, you treasure, it shows that you treasure me um, or I treasure you and that love that we have together and keeping it safe and, you know, from harm or from or defending it against a thief. And um, we can, turn you know, use that in a lot of different ways. But a lot of times we can give a key, quote unquote, to strangers, as it were. Um, We know when we step out of line or when we begin to maybe compromise in our love relationship, we know that inside. And so I think sometimes we keep things in the dark or people do. Um, It could be as innocent as a lunch appointment or a phone conversation. Um, But if we aren't careful, we end up giving keys to strangers and live to regret that. And we do a lot of marriage counseling and um, even have a guest suite in our home for married couples who need intensive work over a weekend. But one of the things that we've seen is that very thing. And so keeping watch over our home, um, covering your home and your relationship with prayer, keeping watch over your attitudes, your emotions. Mm. Um, The key word here is yours, (laughs) because sometimes we're like, oh, that mate or that person. Um, But we've got to make sure that we really follow um, our own strengths and manage, I suppose, um, is a good word for our own weaknesses and not take our marriage for granted, right? That's exactly right. And protecting each other, remembering that we're a team. Good. We're a team. You know, in football, if someone else has got the ball, the other person who usually gets the ball is going to block for the person that's actually got the ball. Yeah, that's right. And they all celebrate, <laughs> you know, together. And, you know, uh, so if we're calling things out or not calling them out, but if we're having open conversation, it's all about who we are as a team, who we are as a couple, who we are as a family. It's never really personal. Yeah. Uh, we can take it personal. But when we pull back from it, recognize it's, everybody's going to be better. I mean, you've helped me so much. I mean, I'm a chatterbox. I can go on and on and on and on. And uh, and, and, and now, you, you you know, I've learned through my own self-awareness, you'll help me. You know, uh, if I'm going into a meeting or something, you know, you, you become a, a, an asset to me in those environments, reminding me, because I know that I'm aware of it. And uh, But then you can point it out, and it's not like... Well, what are you what are you saying you know kind of a thing no I actually appreciate it because it helps me continue to grow and develop in the area that I actually care about so renovate and restore the home 
to its original glory. So I think there's a lot of times where people like, okay, I'm damaged right now. What do I need to do? Or I haven't been doing this. I, you know, we, we didn't have security system. Here's where we've um, had issues and those kind of things. So you find yourself at that, um, at that place. So assessing the damage is a big part, like taking a look at it. Um, what has happened? Mm. You know, maybe it's pretty broken down, but maybe not as bad as you think. Um, it may be in need of a complete overhaul, but maybe not, you know, maybe just some touch-ups here or there. Um, but you, you're not going to know unless you assess the problem. So where did it begin or what has happened? And not dwelling on that, but just looking at it honestly and realistically and just accepting responsibility mm. where there may have been some neglect. I mean, it just happens. Mm. And I've never met a marriage that I thought couldn't be saved. I'm just going to be honest about that. If both parties um, agree to take responsibility for their own actions and admit their failures or ask forgiveness and grow. Mm. You know, like we said, I, I rely on you for a lot of the different things. Like you, you mentioned, you know, in, in your um, being a chatterbox, and I don't mind that at all. But, I, you know, I feel like there's, um, there's a time and a place where I, I reach out to you and say, okay, how do I address this, you know, more um, kindly, you know, because I do tend to be very black and white in certain things. And you have a way of, of really, you know, helping me to bridge the gap between those things. So, but taking responsibility. So um, along the way, like you said, to restore the love and restore that original or former glory, as it were, and taking action. I think a lot of people think about what they want to do, even on your house. Like mm. if you're thinking, oh, I'd love to have a new deck or our deck is dangerous. It, you know, could mm. fall off the house mm. and hurt, hurt us. But um, until you start taking action, um, words are meaningless. So I could look at, you know, the house and, and what it needs for hours and even write it down on paper probably mm. um, saying what I would do. You know, I we should do this or we could do that. And I always say you should all over yourselves sometimes. Mm-hmm. And um, But until you get your hands dirty, then nothing is really going to happen. So sometimes that major renovation can be avoided if we're careful and not let it go over time. So um, so that you don't have to live, um, you know, that way in dangerous conditions, but also so that you do take action. Because sometimes it's not about the whole project. It's about what's the next step, that's right. you know, and that's where people, um, you know, get stuck. And uh, I think we live in a replace it world. You know, the fridge is fine, but it doesn't make ice anymore. Let's get a new one. Mm. Or the TV, not a smart TV, get a smart one. Um, computer too slow. Well, there are faster ones now. Replace it. You know, get a new one. It's all about getting a new one. And cars we used to, you know, actually work on. We had some beautiful cars over the years. Yes, we did. Classic cars. Classic cars. I wish we still had them. They were certainly worth a lot. And uh, they're we'd worth, be rich. They're worth a lot more now. And that's another thing you did. You used to work on them yes, and repaint them. And you know, now we they've made cars. They they're not even as valuable anymore. And they don't they don't even mm. hold together like they used to. Not made of the same materials. You know, driving here saw somebody's bumper hanging off the front of their car flapping in the breeze and I thought it's, it's like plastic so um, 
things can be classic, um, I guess, in marriage, right? You know, it's like, we're a classic, honey. That's right. <laughs> so, Collector item. That's right. And um, so we're talking about you married people right now. And we're just saying, don't replace it. Fix it. What needs fixed? And it's worth the effort. So, um, you know, divorce just makes me sad. And it makes us sad. And, of course, we know how it feels. We told you last week we um, went through our brokenness and, um, and decided to face our own uh, faults and actually yeah. address them and ask forgiveness and really, praise God, got remarried. Um, but we went through a real divorce. It yeah. was just as real and just as painful. And so if you're divorced, I have um, utmost respect for you and compassion, of course. So I get it. And uh, I know it's an option, but I hope it's a last resort for those of you who are connected, that it's um, worth the effort. We're living proof that it's worth the effort. And I'd like for Jack, you know, God is the architect of marriage and um, he drew up a set of plans for marriage and you share the book of Ephesians and some of those pieces around uh, marriage that I think uh, our listeners would really benefit from. Well, just something out of Ephesians chapter five, um, you know, it says, husbands, uh, love your wives like Christ loved the church. And uh, whether you believe in God or not, I do believe in the Lord, and he made us. We're his children, and Christ loves the church so much that he thinks about us all day long, that he gave his life for us, that we're top priority on his list of uh, what he's, what's, he's consumed with us, thinks about us day in, day out, and he gave his life for us. And, you know, uh, uh, on the husband's side, I want to love Stephanie like that selflessly i want her to be i want her to know that i'm consumed with her that she's on my mind that i that i adore her that i want her to have the best and in every in every way body soul and spirit and uh, she's not just top priority when it comes to a special day or a gift but mm. day after day after day uh, the kiss the time on the porch uh, being mindful being aware um, actually r really listening to you and not have my mind someplace else, but listening and paying attention to what's on your mind and on your heart. And I know that if I do that in the right way, not to get something, but actually do that, you're that priority that your response is always like we do the, the Lord. I mean, we give our, our attention back to him. We adore him. And it, it's a, it is a cyclical thing that happens as Christ loves the church. The church responds to how gracious and amazing and loving he is. And they adore and worship him um, as well. And so it, it's just that beauty. And Ephesians 5 has just so many great things in it that can really, really help um, a home. I love that. And I, on the other side, that's, I think that adoration part is that response that you were talking about is I, it made my heart well up. I almost got, you know, emotional too, because that is why I respond the way I respond to you is that love and that depth of relationship. I adore you. I can say that um, very honestly. Well, I am adorable. You are adorable. <laughs> <laughs> What's not to love? <laughs> So, um, all right.
right. Well, we're going to spend time next time we're together on more about lifestyle and those kind of things um, as we talk about exercising your love. But um, how we spend our lives and um, most of it can be proven or disproven by how we spend our time and how we spend our money. Mm. And our time is very valuable. Um, So whether it's the best of times or the worst of times, like Toby Mac shared at the beginning, um, it's the only time we have. So it's every moment counts and every uh, every day counts. So um, time is the real, you know, only real capital that we have. And it's the only thing we can't afford to lose That's or right. waste. Right. Yeah. That's right. And um, and then the bad news is time flies. But the good news is you're the pilot. Have you heard that one? <laughs> I love that because, yeah, cool. you know, it's like things just go by. And if you don't plan your, you know, destined your destination, then you're certainly not going to arrive there. That's true. So, and a lot of times I tell my clients to say yes to something, you may be saying no to something else. Mm. And, um, and the same is true of, you know, our time and our money. So how we spend our time and money is really important to me and you. And time, you know, we both still work full time. Our business is, you know, very important to us. So, you know, we work a lot of hours and we're both in business for ourselves and we do have, um, you know, we do, I don't have a staff, we don't have a staff. So we are the staff in both of our jobs and all of our jobs because we all, we both have more than one. And um, so like most of you, we, you know, our day jobs and that's what keeps us super busy. And um, pretty much 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. We do have a cutoff usually around 6 p.m. so that we can start dinner. We usually try to eat around 7. And we've talked about some of those things and we'll certainly touch on it more um, in our next segment. But um, we are you know, we're more than the jobs we do. And we're all in this, like Jack said, we're in this together. So, but there's no one that I'd rather be with than him. That's just, you know, that's the way we both feel. Yeah. You know, and, and, uh, you know, it is a top priority, uh, for us. And it's again, the, the little consistent things that we do, um, make all that they they just mount up over time and even strengthen uh the foundation you know that we have um and you know we're Valuable. we're looking forward uh, is what we're looking forward yeah. we're looking forward yeah. and what what's next for us in a relationship and everything that we put our hands to yeah we spend our money on us you know it's it's exciting whenever there is a little extra here or there i mean we we do say but our family time fills us and fuels us so we do what we do and work as hard as we work so that we can make the money to connect you know to do the things we do but like you said it's more of a staycation of every day yeah. than a vacation that um spends a lot of money and 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 it, it's awesome I, we do look forward to our vacations um but we work hard and we definitely have that um support each other kind of mentality whatever we're doing so i i just love that and then how we spend our money so less stuff more fun is kind of our new uh, new way of approaching things and um, we're, we've always been hard workers, and um, but we've never really been ladder climbers per se. We've yeah. always been about living in the moment, and um, you know, so the, for us, it's all about enjoying the fruits of our labor and doing mm. that together. So I love that um, you can do that too. So we enjoy the fruits of our labor, and you can too. 
So in our uh, final thoughts today, I wanted to share that um, we believe that you can see the peaceful fruit of righteousness. Um, James 3, 16 through 18 talks about at work in your own home, your life, your marriage, your family, your work, and your world. So make your house a home. And by all means, don't be afraid to become rich and famous. I dare you. You've been listening to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf, brought to you by the Whole Food Health Coach LLC, where we make your goals our goals and you're never alone on your wellness journey. So if you're new to this podcast, I invite you to subscribe and listen on your favorite podcast channel. For information about our corporate wellness programs or Jack's coaching skills or our marriage classes or virtual classes, we're here for you. Individual coaching programs. Our coaching is available virtually anywhere in the country. I'm Stephanie Wolf, wishing you well personally and professionally. We'll see you next week live or on your favorite podcast channel. Until then, choose life. Thanks, Jack.